0: G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Thursday, the 9th of September 2021. Trust you're doing well. And uh, right off the top, I'm going to ask you a very, very important question. Now, it might seem like an obvious question, but it's amazing how many people I ask this question of, they uh, sometimes look at me a little bit sideways as if to say, well, that's a really obvious question. Of course, I'm aware of this. But in actual fact, when we delve in a little bit deeper, uh, it is not necessarily always the case. And the question is, are you aware of the impression that you create? Now, this is not necessarily going to be an episode on personal branding because ultimately your personal brand is going to be uh, determined based on how other people see you. Now, we can certainly influence our personal brand and we can do things I guess, to stack the odds in our favor around our personal brand, but ultimately what people think of us collectively is what uh, formulates our personal brand. Now, as I said, we can have some uh, uh, impact on this, but ultimately it's it's pretty much for others to judge and for others to see us, and therefore our personal brand is created based on the impressions that we create. And here's the thing. I, I, deal, with, I deal with lots of people, and I've dealt with hundreds if not thousands of people over the last 10 years in particular, and many people... Live their life completely unconsciously. And they just, they're just not necessarily aware of their actions or they put these actions in place and have no contemplation as to what the potential ramifications of those actions are. And therefore, the impression that they've been created based on the actions they're putting in place. And they just, I sometimes call these people wandering generalities because they seem to just walk through life, do things automatically without even any kind of what appear to be or what would appear to be put the teeth back in any conscious thought and they just do things on autopilot and you know this you you you'll see people at your workplace uh you know when you could be in the workplace and hopefully we're going to get back to that shortly but when people come into the workplace you just see when they walk in the door you automatically before they start saying anything you know whether there's the positive person that comes in or the not so positive person comes in and there's no better time than Monday morning when this happens and I say this a lot and I have conversations a lot with people and I'm running workshops on this and we're talking about impressions and we're talking about the the environments we want to create and I often ask the ask the uh, ask the question of well how do how do you notice people on a Monday morning and what are some of the questions you ask on a Monday morning and most people almost without uh, any contradiction say that most people come in on a Monday morning not overly happy. In fact, it's a rarity to to have anybody say, you know what, Monday is the best day of the week. I just can't wait to get back to work and get back into doing things for the week and set up the week for success. It's almost like that is the that is the black swan that uh, that comes in and says that. And and when that is said, albeit rarely, rarely, often people look at them and say, are you for real? Are you nuts? Don't you realize <laughs> who you are and what sort of organization you work for? It's uh, it's almost frowned upon. But the thing here is that the impression that we create on a Monday morning often sets the tone for what the team does on a Monday and just think about, therefore, if somebody comes in on a Monday morning and they're not feeling it because the weekend went too too quickly, oh, I've got a little bit of monday and the last thing I want to do is come back to the problems that I left on Friday because I don't really want to do this. What sort of impression does that create in your customers and also in your, in your with your key internal stakeholders? when you've got that sort of an attitude. And look, I'll be honest, a lot of people don't even think about this. They just go through the motions because as I said, most people are actually going through life and operating on autopilot and completely being unconscious in terms of what they do. And we want to change that because certainly as leaders, we need to be really consciously aware of the impression that we're creating every moment of the day. And that's the thing we need to understand, that we are always constantly creating first impressions even with the people that we know and see on a regular basis. So the question is, are we being consciously aware of the impression that we're creating and are we consciously thinking about what that impression needs to be or what that impression is that we want to create? Because here's the thing, and there's a test for you as well. When you walk into the office on a Monday morning, how do you feel and how do you hold yourself and what impression do you think you're creating based on how you walk in the door? compared to how you walk into the door on, say, a Friday. Is there a difference? And if there is a difference, you've got to ask yourself the question, why? Why is there a difference? Because two days, they're identical in terms of days. One just happens to be before a weekend, the other happens to be after a weekend. Why should that change the way that people bring themselves into any environment Other than having a fixation with, oh my God, I've got X number of work days to go before I get to the weekend, or I'm I'm just about to go into the weekend. Why does that and why should that change the impressions that we're creating? Well, it's an interesting study, and uh, I'm not going to delve into the psychology, but it's just a fact of life that most people feel happier and seem to be more engaging and more upbeat on a Friday as compared to a Monday. So what does this mean for us as sales leaders? And certainly, what does it mean for, for your sales team in terms of seeing customers on Monday as well. Some of, them, some of the sales leaders I talk to say, well, we don't actually see customers on Monday because we know that it's not the best day to see see customers because the customers are not at the best because they're also thinking, oh my God, this is the first day of the working week. They try to make uh, make their appointments closer to the end of the week, Thursdays and Fridays, and yet others say, no, Mondays are the best time because if we can be different than everybody else, then it creates a completely different impression on the customers and may actually stack the odds in their favor to get a better outcome. So whatever the case is for you guys thinking about this, what is the impression you're trying to create? Now, I want to delve into a little bit of this because uh, some of the psychology behind this and some of the research behind this because we are always creating that first impression. Now, I often talk about to to clients, and I've also talked about a lot on this particular podcast, the, the concept of leaving people with an impression of increase. And the key thing around that is we want people to be walking away from any interaction they have with you, feeling better about themselves for having had that interaction with you. Now, it's not them feeling better about you or feeling more favorable towards you to the point where they're going to buy more services and more products. It's actually leaving them with an impression of increase that they walk away thinking, wow, that was a great interaction. I've got a good taste in my mouth. I feel better having had that interaction with you. Therefore, there's a higher probability that I'll re-engage with you because of the impression that you created. So as a sales letter in particular, we need to be really, really consciously aware of the impression that, A, we're creating first of all, every single time we walk into the, any environment, whether it be walking in on a Monday morning, walking in on a Friday morning, or any time in between. When you're walking into an environment, are you trying to walk in and help create an impression of increase? And therefore, do you have some control, therefore, over the impression you create? Remembering, of course, that your personal brand is not necessarily going to be dictated by you. It will be dictated through how other people see you. But you do have some control over what you can do, and I want to talk about some of the things we can do in terms of observable behaviors around this. But first of all, I want to share some research with you. And there's a there's a lady called Dr. Stephanie Burns who's done a huge amount of research on the first impressions that get created based on gender. And this is really interesting research. And I've shared this a lot with workshops uh, with participants over the years. And it really resonates because it makes sense when you think about it that we're always creating these impressions. And it doesn't take a huge amount of time for a first impression to be created? And just ask yourself this question, right? When you've met somebody for the first time, you get some sort of feeling about that person pretty quickly. Now, when you reflect on that and you think about the people that you've continued to have a relationship with or built some sort of relationship with, what was the first impression that you had uh, with them uh, and was created by them that instigated that continuation of that particular relationship and then continual investment versus the people that you've met for the first time and there was something about them that put you off? And you haven't necessarily built that relationship or you've had to deal with them out of sufferance, if you like, or simply because you have had to. But there's something about them that didn't quite sit right with you. So in both cases, there was a first impression that was created by the other person that led you to make a judgment call about that person. And therefore, in, certainly in your eyes, their personal brand had been imprinted in your mind. Right, And so the first impression is absolutely critical. So when you think about this, Dr. Stephanie Burns worked through this and, and found out that when, when two males are in an environment, and I'll preface this by saying, hey, I'm a male, and therefore I can say that we are not necessarily the sharpest tools in the shed. So it does take a little bit of time for us to create a first impression uh, with another male, although it's, it's not as quick as, uh, well, it's a lot quicker than the fact that a lot of people actually think. And so when you've got two males in an environment, Uh, One of the things, and this goes back to the prehistoric caveman days, if you think about back way, 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 way back, uh, two males, they were the the foveal-focused hunters. Their core responsibility was to hunt for food and bring that food back to the nest. And so when you think about this, uh, when males are in a, and this is almost like in our DNA, when two males are in an environment, what they do, first of all, is they size each other up and the question I ask is, is this person in front of me a threat to my kingdom? So it's a classic alpha male scenario. And so one of the first things to do, is this person a threat? And then if they're not a threat, then they'll start looking at some other things. So from, a, from an impression point of view, when you've got two males in the same environment, it takes around about 60 seconds for a first impression to be created because they've got to get out of their own way and actually work through the process of, is this person going to be a threat to my kingdom, etc. Now, when there's a female that's introduced into the environment, the male to female impression, it takes a little bit less. In fact, it's around 30 seconds because one of the first things that a male will do when a female walks in is they don't necessarily see that female as immediate threat. So their guard is down a little bit more and it's quick, it's quicker for a female to have that first impression created. Now, interestingly, in the animal kingdom, the female lions are actually the hunters, not the males, because the male lions are the big lazy ones, just lying around all day and all they do is eat and um and, and mate, pretty much. Uh, but so there's a little bit of an exception to the rule there. But from an impressions point of view, the males don't necessarily see the females as a threat, and therefore the impression that's created is a little bit quicker. So it's around about 30 seconds. Now when you've got that reversed, when you've got a female and a male, and a female is in the environment and a male walks in to the the environment, uh females typically are, are quicker in terms of their perception, they're quicker in terms of their inferential vision. Uh and if you think back to the prehistoric days as well. They had to be the nurturers and they had to be the ones looking out for the safety of the, of the environment. So they're always looking more inferentially and their peripheral vision is typically better than a male. Uh, and there'll be people out there that say, well, that's not actually true. But based on science and based on history, that is actually how we've evolved as humans. And so from a female point of view, the, uh, when a male walks into the environment, they can pretty much size it up pretty quickly. So it's around about 15 seconds that it takes for an impression to be created when a female is in an environment and a male walks into that environment. And then when you've got two females in, well, first of all, it's, it's almost uh, instantaneous. And uh, some, some will say, and I've had a, lot of, uh, had a lot of females share this with me, is that when, when another female walks into the room, they have an instant impression that's created. And a lot of it's going to be based on some of the observable behaviors that I'll talk about in a second. But uh, from Dr. Stephanie Burns's research, it's around about seven seconds that it takes on average for a female to female to have a first impression created. So what does this all mean? Well, it means that really, irrespective of the specific time it takes, there's not a huge amount of time for us to have to be able to create a first impression. It happens really, really quickly. And there's a lot of things that do happen that are almost unconscious that people form this opinion based on what they see in front of them, therefore, the impression that they is created is formed. And often the first impression is very, very difficult to change. So, as certainly as sales leaders and particularly people in sales, when you're looking to influence other people. We need to start understanding or how quickly does it take us to have an impression created for the first time. But when we're back into the environment with people that we do know, how can we stack the odds in our favor so that we're creating the best possible impression again and again and again so we're starting to drive some consistency. And so there's these, there's these observable behaviors that we are doing almost unconsciously that helps us create this first impression in the time that Dr. Stephanie Burns has been talking about in terms of the, the 60 seconds right down to seven seconds. So when you think about this, and I'll do this in the context of when you're seeing people walk into your environment. One of the first things you observe when you look at somebody, the one of the first things you look at is their dress or their appearance. That's the first thing you're gonna see. How is this person Dressed? Are they dressed professionally? Are they dressed unprofessionally? What's their appearance like? Are they are they well groomed or are they not? Now, classic example here, and you've heard stories about this, where people go into car dealerships, for example, and they are treated in a certain way based on how they appear and how they dress. Now, I've seen and heard, or I've had countless examples where people have shared with me that they've they've had uh, times when they've walked into a car dealership, and they've had uh, ripped jeans or tracksuit pants, and they've they've been not necessarily at their best in terms of their appearance, and often the salespeople would not come up to them and not want to know them, and yet they've got all this cash to want to go and buy a car. So people actually, unfortunately, will judge the book by its cover, and we're doing this almost unconsciously. And just ask yourself the same question. When you see people for the first time, what is your first impression? Is it based on how they look? And if you're really honest with yourself, the answer to that question is probably going to be... Yes, but there's a whole host of other things we need to think about as well so that we can really form that first impression. And at the end of these, I wanted to think about how can we use these to our best advantage as well. So the first observable behavior is your dress and your appearance. The second one is the posture. So as people walk to you or as you walk to them, what is the posture like? Are they humped over? Uh, are they? Do they have their, their shoulders back and their backs up straight and their head up? So you'd be forming an impression based on the posture that somebody has, and you can see this. People walking down the street, they're hunched over, they look as if they're really uh, carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders because often they are. So we're making an impression based on the posture that we see. The third one is movement. How quickly does somebody move? Do they move quickly? Do they move gracefully? Do they move with, uh, with purpose or do they move really, really slowly? So think about this. If somebody's moving into your environment and they, seems to be, they seem to be moving quickly, they give the impression that they're in, in a bit of a hurry, there may well be a certain impression that is therefore created. Versus somebody else who's moving really slowly, they seem almost apathetic and very lethargic. What impression is being created based on how they move? Well, this again is going to be based on the impression that you are created based on the perception you see. So movement is a very important one, as is gestures. And this is a big one. So particularly when you meet somebody for the first time, uh, how what are your gestures like? Are your gestures positive? Do you have a firm handshake or do you have a really soft handshake? So the gestures that people have will form an impression as well Now, the other thing which is this number five is your facial expression or and particularly your eye contact. When you greet people, do you look at them in the eye? Do you have conversations with them and look at them in the eye and use your facial expression one of being engaged and being open, or do you frown? Do you have a really uh, fixed fixed facial expression that's uh, very, very serious and sometimes can create an impression that you don't want to be there? So your facial expression will tell a lot about the impression that's therefore going to be created, and the biggest one is the eye contact, making sure you've got the person that you're having a conversation with that you're looking them in the eye. Now, particularly for Western cultures, that's really important. Also understand that in some of the Eastern cultures, eye contact is not as uh, accepted. So you need to be mindful of that in terms of the culture you're having a conversation with. But certainly in the Western culture, uh, eye contact is very, very important in terms of the impression that we create. The sixth thing you're going to hear and see is the uh, is the voice. You're going to hear the way that people speak. Yeah, how, how are they speaking? What's their voice like? What's the intonation? What's the, what's the tone of the voice looking like? Is there an energy behind the particular voice? Uh, or are they really, really droned and really monologued in terms of in terms of the voice? And then the very final thing you're going to have in terms of a behavior that is observable is the actual words that they use. So they're the seven observable behaviors, and each of those in turn will actually create uh, individually but also collectively a certain impression for you, based on that other person and how they actually behave. So what are they what are they dressed like? What's their appearance? What's their posture, How are they moving? What sort of gestures do they use when they are moving and therefore when they greet you? What's the facial expressions like, the eye contact? How do they speak in terms of is there an energy and is there a resonance to their voice? but also what are the words they're actually using? And all of those combined will therefore create a certain impression. And it's very, very difficult once an impression has been created to have that impression, changed. So why is this important? Well, think about this. In every single conversation you go into and every interaction you go into, specifically the face-to-face interaction, we need to start thinking about how can we use these seven observable behaviors in our own way to create the best possible impression that we want to create. So if we look at this, uh, when you walk into any sort of environment, how do you want to be appearing? What sort of dress will you have? Are you walking into a CEO's office dressed in a t-shirt and a pair of shorts, probably not. But equally, if you're going in to see a mechanic or an owner of a construction business, you're probably not going to be wearing a three-piece suit either. So dress appropriately for the environment you're going to go into, making sure that you're going to create the very best possible impression based on how you appear and how you're going to be dressed. Think about the posture you're going to use. Are you going to be somebody who is on purpose? Are you going to have your uh, shoulders back, or you're going to be humped over? Is there going to be an energy? To your to your posture, that obviously before you even speak sends off a certain message to the person you're about to meet. What sort of movement are you going to have? Are you going to be moving with with purpose? Are you going to be moving gracefully, or are you going to be moving like a sloth, right? Because they, that'll that'll create an impression as well. So move with purpose, right? It doesn't have to be running, but it certainly needs to be better than a um, <laughs> sloth pace. What sort of gestures? Make sure your gestures are going to be positive. Make sure your gestures are going to be confident. And then when you're engaging with them, make sure you're looking at them, make sure your facial expression is actually positive, it is uplifting, and this might be the thoughts you need to have to create that facial expression you want to create in terms of the impression. You need you might need to do a bit of work on that. Uh, when you think about your voice, make sure your voice is going to be upbeat. Now, this doesn't mean you have to be somebody who you're not, but think about what is the what are the tonalities that you want to use that give the impression that you're confident And that you know what you're talking about because it's backed up by the words that you say. So if you can use these seven observable behaviors in a positive way, guess what? Whilst you can't necessarily 100% guarantee the impression that you're creating in the eyes of the other person, you can certainly stack the odds in your favor because you've actually thought about, okay, what is the impression ideally that I'd like to create? And I can go into any interaction with that in mind and therefore use these seven observable behaviors to my best advantage to give myself that opportunity of creating that impression. Now, when that happens, what tends to happen, if you can do this on a consistent basis, all of a sudden your level of profile goes up in the eyes of the other person, your level of trust and respect potentially also goes up the level of connection goes up, and with connection, anything is possible. So I trust that message helps. I trust that message uh, resonates. It's something that not a lot of sales leaders think about, and I guarantee not a lot of sales people think about either. But if you can think about the impression that you're trying to create and be really conscious around that, then you know what, anything is absolutely possible. So use that to your advantage and uh, make sure that it's uh, congruent with who you believe you are and therefore make sure that it is, it is authentic because there's nothing worse than somebody who fakes it until they try to make it. Uh, you need to be authentic because people's BS meters, particularly here in Australia, are very, very good. And so. You're not gonna be able to pull the wool over many people's eyes because they'll see right through you if you're trying to be somebody who you are not. So the challenge for you today and for your, also for your team is to start thinking about more consciously, what is the impression that I'm creating right now, but also start thinking more consciously, what is the impression that I would like to create that hopefully will move the dial forward and give us every opportunity of moving relationships forward and creating some opportunities that perhaps we haven't had the opportunity to break through just yet. so I hope that helps, and I hope that also helps your sales team so and if and uh, as an extension of that, if you would like some help in uh, with your sales team or in fact with yourself taking your sales leadership to another level entirely and doing that over the next ninety days, then love to work with you one on one and help you become that exceptional sales leader in as little as three months' time. So jump on my calendar. Let's have a conversation. Go to leadwithdarren.com. You know the drill. Pick a time. We'll jump on Zoom. Uh, have a conversation about how I might be able to help you, and we can get started working on your exceptional sales leader journey as early as next week. So get on the get on the calendar. Look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best.